Fish Out of Water, a podcast for epileptics by epileptics who are not medical professionals. However, Steve is not here. He is on his honeymoon with his beautiful wife, Jenny. So he asked that I make a mini-sode, just me. He only insisted that I make sure to end with a joke. So hopefully it's as good as his, but I can't guarantee anything. Not much new in my life, really. Not yet, at least. I've heard that we've got fans literally all over the world at this point, and I want to say thank you so much. I did not expect that to happen. I'm very grateful for that. Thank you to everyone that listens and everyone that's written in. I wanted to talk about my birth story or my pregnancy story because, well, Steve doesn't have one of those, so we can't compare them. (laughs) And I have seen on some epilepsy Facebook groups that I'm on, there have been questions about getting pregnant or trying to be a parent in general, asking what's it like, what can I expect, especially since hormones have so much to do with giving birth or being pregnant in general. So I thought that I would share my story. My husband and I had been married for about two and a half years when we decided to start trying. I was 25 and he was 33, and we just kind of decided that it was time. We'd been married for two years. I I remember saying, when do you want to have a kid? And he went, when's your next checkup? Meaning like, when are you next seeing your neurologist? And I said, in April. And he said, well, then in April. (laughs) So um, wasn't hard to please him there. So yeah, I went to my neurologist, who is amazing, and asked him, would it be okay if I uh, want to have a baby? Is there anything I need to change? Like, uh, do I need to change your medication? And he said no. He gave me a prescription for a huge amount of folic acid, like a huge amount of folic acid and said, take this, there is a chance that your baby could have spina bifida and or a cleft palate. But besides that, my medications shouldn't put any kind of toll on the baby and that the seizures shouldn't affect the baby at all. So I I didn't even think to ask if it was genetic at all. Not, Not once did that question pop into my brain. Thankfully, my epilepsy is not a genetic kind, but I only found that out because the information was volunteered to me by a doctor later on. I didn't ask. She just said, your epilepsy isn't genetic. And I thought, oh, well, that's a relief. Weird that I didn't ask that question before I got pregnant. Getting pregnant was not difficult at all for us. At least I got really lucky. We decided I was going to make an appointment to have the birth control I was using removed, which was the proper IUD, being the, one of the only kinds of birth controls that don't mess with your hormones, which had a huge 
part to do with my seizures, and I still do. So I called up the sexual health clinic, and I'm like, okay, I want to have my IUD removed. And they said, you could get pregnant if you do that. And I went, I know. And then they told me, so don't have sex seven days, within the seven days before you get the IUD removed. And I said, why not? And they said, well, you can get pregnant. And I went, well, that's kind of the idea. And they went, oh, okay. So a little over a week later, so I went in to the Island Health Clinic and on and that was on April 30th. And I, you know, spread my legs for the doctor or whatever. And she looked and she went, you had sex yesterday. And I went, yep. And she said, I'm going to take this out and you could get pregnant. And I went, I know. And she took it out and I got pregnant. That's it. That That's how, that's how long it took. I did not have sex the day that I got pregnant. That was timed well. Uh, I didn't test until two weeks later. I'd had, I'd been on an IUD for so long that I forgot what my periods were like with, without having an IUD in, meaning like my cramps were usually, at least with the IUD, they were horrible, uh, my feet would swell, like just every side effect you can possibly get from PMSing, I got it times 10 and it would start like at least five days before my period actually began, but I was having some nausea and I had a tiny little bit of spotting about three days after the IUD was removed. And I kind of chalked that up to, you know, just a tiny bit of spotting left over from, like, IUD or whatever. And the nausea, I don't know. I figured I was coming down to something. But Ben was kind of, maybe you're pregnant. And I went, no, it takes, like, ever we never we only told a handful of people that we were actually trying to get pregnant. And one of those people is actually a doctor, right? So she had told us. I remember it can take three to six months, so if it doesn't happen right away, don't worry. But when Ben was saying, you know, you could be pregnant, and I'd only gotten the IUD removed about, you know, six days ago, I was like, no, no, it, it takes longer than that. It doesn't take, like, three days or three seconds or whatever. My period was a day late, and I was like, you know what? I've been feeling like I'm going to barf. I've been able to smell everything. You know, I may as well test. Like, why not? It can't hurt. And I tested, and there it was. Plus sign. You're pregnant. You're going to have a baby. It did not take you long. You don't get to keep trying, or you don't have to keep trying. <laughs> there it is. There's a baby inside you. And it was just surreal. I was freaking out. But we told my dad first, we went to his place, and he tried to convince us to not tell anyone for the three-month period, you know, the uh, don't tell anyone for 13 weeks or whatever. But we didn't listen. We, t we slowly told people. But I wish we hadn't done that. I wish we had told more people right away, because we were excited, we were happy, and we should have shared that news and had something actually happen to the baby, and unfortunately I lost it, 
I would have had more people to lean on. Thankfully, nothing happened, and the pregnancy itself went fairly smoothly with, of course, a few bumps in the road. Now, my seizures, I had three fairly close together, and they were during the day, which was rare for me. So I was really worried that I was going to start to have more seizures because of the hormones. And that was really scary to me because I was used to having only one or two a month. And here I was, I had three in about, I had three in about three weeks. And again, they were during the day when I usually had them when I was falling asleep. So that freaked me out and I was scared. I was probably about 10 weeks in and my seizures just stopped completely. I didn't have any auras because sometimes I would have those without a seizure actually coming along with it. And that didn't happen once. I was seizure free for nine months and it was awesome. My baby was protecting me from all of that pain. But of course there was so much happening in my body it was hard to not take that for granted at the same time because I was having like Braxton Hicks contractions and I was getting some stretch marks. I got this uh, when my belly really started getting round I got this like brown stripe up my tummy. It looked like a zipper and I was not a fan of it. But again, I wasn't having seizures, and sometimes that's the case, and sometimes people have a lot more. But not me. Not me. So, I, I thank Harry for that. I really do. I did get gestational diabetes, which sucked. I was actually a vegetarian for probably about 15 years before I got pregnant. But when you're diabetic, basically all you can eat is nuts, plain Greek yogurt, and meat. To have the diabetes test, I had to go and drink this disgusting, it was kind of like flat orange crush with like three spoonfuls of sugar added, and it was like a cup and a half, and I had to chug it. No, they took my blood, and then I had to chug it, and then I sat for like two and a half hours, and then they took my blood again, and then I left. So it was pretty boring. I had a doctor's appointment a few days later, and she told me that I, and I quote, failed my diabetes test. And I went, what? And she said, you have gestational diabetes. And I was so confused. I was like, what? I, I, I didn't do anything wrong and this is when I'm supposed to be able to eat Doritos and not feel bad about it and she said you didn't do anything wrong this just happened so it's happening to you you get to have diabetes for a little while but I was so mad so I called then when I got out of the doctor's office and I'm like I have diabetes and he went have you ever had chicken wings and I went what and he goes we're gonna go to Boston Pizza. And so that night we went to Boston Pizza and I had my first like restaurant chicken wings. I think it was Thai chili chicken wings and I loved them so much I had them twice a week for the rest of the time that I was pregnant. 
and I did not share my serving. He created a monster, a very big pregnant monster. <laughs> I was due on the 21st of January and I was having some pretty nasty Braxton Hicks contractions. I went to the doctor on January 2nd and I was weighed, of course. I stepped on the scale and I had lost a little bit of weight and my blood pressure was starting to go up. And I was hoping just to attribute the blood pressure going up to anxiety about having a baby, but of course they weren't falling for that. But this, of course, meant it, my, my body was in danger because my blood pressure was going up. And you're not supposed to lose weight, you're supposed to gain weight, of course, when you're pregnant. They talked about wanting to induce me, and I did not want to be induced. I wanted Harry to choose his own birthday. That was very important to me. Even though the doctor was... They, they can't force me to be induced. They can definitely, like, really suggest you should go into labor early and now. The plan was that as soon as I felt a contraction, I was to go to the hospital. They would give me an epidural, and I would sleep through my labor until it was time to push. A doctor came up with this plan, so I figured it's legit. So, at this point, the baby had very much dropped. I was definitely ready to go. He was kind of knocking on the door, ready to come out. So on January 11th, I went to the doctor's, and she decided to give me a membrane sweep, which isn't an induction. It is kind of getting, kind of knocking on the door, like, hey, buddy, you can come out now, sort of thing. And I was okay with that. It only took about two seconds. I figured I had one more week, and then Harry was going to come. I was setting up a appointment for the following week. The, the receptionist was like, okay, so I'll see you on this date. And I said, yeah, and then I'll have the baby about three days later. And she went, what? And I'm like, well, I'm planning to have the baby next weekend. And she goes, okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna use this week to catch up on Bones and watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And then I'll have the baby. Then then the baby can come. And she was like, oh, okay, dear. Okay, because you have control over that. Right. So I went home about an hour and a half post-membrane sweep. I felt my first contraction. I did not know it was a contraction. I'm just gonna fast, I'm gonna rewind just the tiniest bit to the appointment that I had been in. And I say, how will I know I'm having a contraction? And she says, when you'll have one, you will know. And I was like, oh, okay. The textbook contraction starts in the lower back and then moves its way into your belly. And it's tight, and it's tight, and it's tight, and it hurts, and it hurts, and it hurts, and then it releases, and you have a break. And then eventually the next one will start. That's textbook contraction. So I figure, when I feel that, I'm having a contraction, I go to the hospital, I get an epidural, and then I sleep until the baby is born. I'll sleep through it, because lack of sleep can cause seizures, and labor can go on for a long time. So. I'm sitting on the couch, and yes, I am watching Bones, as per my plan, and I feel tightening in my thighs. Really strong, burning tightening. Like my muscles were on fire, 
in my thighs. And I thought, that's weird. It must be a side effect of the membrane sweep. But Ben gets home from work, and I'm kind of laying on the couch, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm feeling kind of uncomfortable. Do you mind if, you know, you make dinner tonight? I'm, I'm not really feeling it. He's like, yeah, yeah, you're nine months pregnant. It's okay, whatever, take care of yourself. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And I keep watching Bones, and then that leg thing happens again. I'm like, what is going on? I call the on-call doctor, and I'm like, this is happening. And she's like, oh, well, that's weird. Okay. Well, that, that you could be in labor. And I'm like, no, I'm not feeling anything in my tummy. I mean, I can feel the baby moving, but I don't feel, like, I don't feel any contractions. I'm just feeling this weird tightening in my thighs, and it hurts, and it's annoying. I think it's a reaction from the membrane sweep and she goes okay I'll just make a note in your file that you are not to have another one because you have a weird reaction to them I'm like okay sounds good and she's like okay try and get some sleep have some gravel and go to bed no that that's that's not how that that worked I drew a bath and got in the bath thinking it was gonna relax me it didn't because our bathtub is a little small I don't like baths because, you know, I, we have a seizure in it. And then, you know, bath water, like, that that's not good. This is, even if I wasn't pregnant and, and actually having seizures, I wouldn't go near it. So I have a bath. I get out. I'm not relaxed. I'm still in pain. I can't sit. I can't lay down. And I can't stand. And I keep feeling like I have to pee. And Ben's going, are you sure you're not in labor? And I'm like, it's not in my tummy. So it's not a contraction. Thinking, looking back, I'm like, okay, dude, I was in some kind of denial. But even the doctor was like, oh, I guess maybe she's not in labor because she's not feeling it in her tummy. It's in her legs. So I tell Ben to go to bed at about 11 because he's got to work in the morning. And I stay downstairs on the couch with my cat, watching the office, with these pillows propped up on the arm of the sofa, so I am not sitting, so I am not laying down, because I can't do either of those things. But I have to keep on getting up to pee, so what do I do? I purposefully dehydrate myself. Good thinking! Yeah! Don't do that. Bad idea bad idea. But hey, it solved the sitting problem. Eventually, I'm like, okay, fuck this. We need to go to the hospital. I'm not in labor, but this isn't right, and maybe at the hospital they can fix it. So I hobble up the stairs, and um, let me explain these stairs a little bit. It's a very narrow, fairly steep, spiral carpeted staircase that leads to the loft, and the two bedrooms of my house. And I have to go up these motherfuckers to get to the bedroom, which I knock on, and I say, hey, babe. And I just hear, yeah, he's wide awake. He hasn't been sleeping. He's been hearing me go, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. And the thigh thing passes. He's been hearing me do that for hours now because it's like 3 o'clock. So I go, babe, and he goes, yeah. And I go, I think maybe we should go to the hospital. And he's like, okay. 
And I'm like, but you need to call the on-call on doctor first because I want her to okay it because I don't want to be the girl that goes in just because she's having muscle spasms in her leg. And he goes, okay, so what do I do? I take off all my clothes and I go back downstairs, this steep spiral staircase, and get back in the bathtub. Because that's logical, right? That makes sense. That's, that's, that's the thing you should do. When you finally agree to go to the hospital, <laughs> get in the bath, which you've just told yourself you don't like to do. So, get in the bathtub. Ben puts the on-call doctor on speaker, and she goes, I can hear that you're actually in a lot of pain. And I go, yes, I am, because the leg tightening thing, it's not stopping. And that was the thing about contractions. They're supposed to stop. They're supposed to release. You're supposed to not be hurting but I was consistently hurting. I was always hurting, and it was always in my legs. So she said, you know what, Dad, because she never learned Ben's name. She just called Ben Dad. They do that. A lot of doctors will do that. They don't bother learning Dad's name. They just call him Dad. So they go, okay, Dad, and Ben goes, huh? And she goes, Dad, you need to get her to the hospital. Okay, we're on the third floor. And he's like, yeah, I can do that. So he hangs up the phone. He helps me out of the tub, and helps me put on his pants because <laughs> they fit perfect at that point because I was about 165 pounds or something. So he helps me hobble into the car. He gets the go bags and I'm like, we don't need the go bags. I'm not in labor. I'm just having muscle spasms that don't stop. So I give the cat a kiss, get in the car, and Ben knows I am an office fan. So much to the point that I watched The Office for about 10 hours worth of my labor. That's a lot of Office. And there is no such thing as too much of The Office. <laughs> you can quote me on that. We're in the car on the way to the hospital and I start having another one of the, these quote-unquote contractions slash muscle spasms in my legs. And Ben goes, at least you waited for the very last second, like Pam did. Wasn't happy with that. Didn't, did, I did not respect that joke. I do now thoroughly respect it. Didn't then. And no, that is not my epilepsy joke. Don't worry. So <laughs> we get to the hospital. Uh, we go up to the third floor. Ben's super quiet. He's quiet the entire time. Hobble up to the nurse's station. Lean against it. This bright-eyed girl at three o'clock in the morning looks at me and goes yes and I go my legs hurt I'm tired and I want to punch someone and she goes oh I know who you are let me get your file so she goes and she gets my file she's like okay this way I need you to pee in this cup and then lie down on this bed so I had to sit to pee, but of course I've dehydrated myself, so it took a while, and I was in so much pain from trying to sit because my legs hurt so much that I threw up in their sink. So I came out and I handed her this thing of pee, and I'm like, I threw up in your sink, and she went, oh, lots of people do that. And then I lay down on the table, and they put these, like, straps over my belly, these stress test strap things, and... I'm going, you know, I'm not in labor. It's muscle spasms or something because of that sweep that they did earlier. And she was like, oh, no, honey, you're about to have a contraction. And I'm like, what are you talking about? No, I'm not. And sure enough, my legs start hurting, like, more than they usually were. And I'm like, what's happening? And I look at Ben, and he 
is more than halfway across the room looking just terrified. So he says, find a focus point. Very quietly. He said it very timidly. Like, if he said it wrong, maybe I'd yell at him. Which is what I kind of did. I, I don't remember saying this, but he, he tells me I did. That I shouted as a reply, that's not going to help. Or that's not going to do anything. Something along those lines. That's the only time I yelled. I'm like, okay, fine. If, if the doctors, if the medical professionals, which I am not and have made that clear on the very intro of this show, say that I'm in labor, I will take it. I'm in labor. They moved me into a hospital room, and I'm like, okay, so we need to call some people, because I wanted my aunt, and I wanted my best friend, and I wanted Ben in the room. That was the deal. So, we made some phone calls at about four in the morning. My aunt and my best friend show up. At this point, the epidural still hasn't gotten to me. So, I'm having laughing gas, and the nurse, she described it perfectly. She said, this isn't going to make the pain go away but it will make you think of something else. And I went, I don't care. Give it to me. So she gave it to me, and that's exactly what it was. I, I was very much still in pain, but I wasn't thinking about the pain anymore. So when my best friend walks in, she looks at me and she goes, well, you look relaxed. And I go, I'm in a lot of pain. And she goes, oh, okay, okay, oh. There's no reply to that. So I realized I need to call my sister because she's in London, Ontario. I'm in BC and she needs to know that her nephew's about to be born. So I'm like, you gotta, you gotta, because I'm all drugged up. I kind of swat it down. I'm like, we got, we got to call Boo, which is what I call my sister, obviously call Boo. So he gets his phone. He calls Boo. <laughs> you guessed it. And I'm not on the phone with her. He is. And she answers with, is it time? And so I just hear like squealing in the in the background. I'm like, let, let me talk to her. And she goes, and she's like, is it time? How are you doing? And I went, I was gonna watch Bones, but I guess I'll have a baby instead. And she goes, okay, you're high. Give me back to Ben. Gave her back to Ben. And he talked to her. I don't know about what. Because, you know, there were more people to call and there were medical residents coming. Actually, doctors would come in with residents um, saying, is it okay if this resident or this med student, like, you know, observes or is with us? And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can come in. My sister's in medical school. Like, what area do you want to go into? And then the leg thing would happen again and I'd take the laughing gas. Finally, the epidural gets to me, and man, did that help. They numbed me from my toes to, like, my underbust. That's how far up I couldn't feel. All I could feel was, like, pressure. I couldn't feel pain. I could only feel pressure, and that helped a lot. So I napped a little bit, and then they woke me up, and they said, Okay, it's time to have a baby. And I went, No, I'm really nauseated. Can I do it later? And they went, you have to have a baby today. And I said, yeah, but I'm nauseated. They're like, well, we'll give you something for the nausea. Ten minutes later, they shook me awake. Okay, you need to have a baby now. So they broke my water, which never broke. They had to break it. 
and I asked, how long will I have to push? And they said, the average is about two hours. And I'm like, what? I've, I've already been in labor for like 14 hours. How am I going to be in labor for another two hours? I don't want that. Time to push. A lot happened all at once. It, it was just so much. There were so many people in the room. My best friend had to go to work, which is unfortunate, but uh, hey, it is what it is. And uh, so my aunt was there holding my hand, and my husband was there holding my hand and my leg, and the doctors were cheering me on. Between contractions, I asked if I could brush my teeth, because I knew Ben was going to want to kiss me. And then I asked if one of them had a ponytail holder, because my hair was all messy and it was stuck to my face and stuff. You know, normal things that you talk about between contractions when you're pushing a human out of your crotch. So, that's what I'm doing. I'm pushing a human out. After about 40 minutes of pushing, at 11.30 in the morning, The so I was in labor from 4 o'clock in the afternoon to 11.30 in the morning. You do the math, because I'm not, I hate math, I'm not doing any math, no math. You guys do it, you can send the answers in to fishoutofwater101 at outlook.com. My baby was born, and they plopped him on top of me, on my bare tummy, and I looked at him, and I said, I'm going to love you more than anything in the world. And then he pooped on me, and they picked him up, and then they did the Akbar test, and then they gave him back. And I was a mom, and there had been six people in the room, and then suddenly there were seven people in the room. And I wasn't pregnant. I went from being pregnant to a mom. There's a big difference between those two things. They whisked me off to recovery, and I was actually only in the hospital for a couple of days um, before we left. Only about a day and a half, actually. We uh, couldn't sleep. The baby next door, next door to us cried so much, I really thought that she had twins. Like, there, there was a lot of crying. Uh, Harry didn't cry much his first day being alive because he had some of one of my medications in his system, the Clobazam, which is, um, which is a benzo, actually, uh, unlike what I said in the podcast that was previously aired. Clobazam, the one that I'm addicted to, is in fact a benzo and which makes people tired. So Harry was very tired, basically. So he didn't have the energy to cry. Eventually it got out of his system and he, you know, cried like a normal baby. It was amazing though. It was, it, it was surreal. So we brought him home when he was about two days old and we introduced him to the cats. We didn't have Cece the dog yet. We had Charlie which is Ben's cat, and we had Oni, and that was my cat. He died a few years ago. And we sat down and we watched Harry Potter. That's literally what we did. We sat down and we watched Harry Potter while feeding Harry. We did that before we unpacked the go bag. Um, about a week after Harry was born, I had another, I had my first seizure in about nine months. And I think I actually cried when um, when I had my first seizure after Harry, it was uh, it 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 broke my heart because I forgot. 
it can be tricky being a parent with epilepsy, definitely. There are days where I'm feeling absolutely exhausted or I've been feeling kind of like I'm going to have a seizure later, so there's a lot of anxiety and it's it can throw you off your game and all you really want to do is sleep or you can't focus on anything. So parenting isn't something you can do right there and that's when Ben steps in and is more than happy to be there of course he'll he knows when I need help I don't even need to ask for it that is my birth story that's my pregnancy and birth story so it's not always that easy to get pregnant most definitely and um, I'm sure a lot of other deliveries have been weirder or longer than that. For the uh, expecting moms out there, you can in fact have contractions in your legs. That's a thing. I've warned many new moms about that. So that's, that's the birth story. That's the pregnancy story. Full of diabetes and chicken wings, membrane sweeps, bones, and a late epidural. And dehydration. Let's not forget about dehydration. Steve's uh, one request was that I end on a joke. Okay, so here's my fits of laughter. I googled one. I couldn't think of my own. If I have a seizure right after I drink soda, does that mean I have Pepsi-lepsy? <laughs> I guess I'm gonna sign off. Here's to the fish. Okay, so if you want to reach out to Steve and I at fishoutofwater101 at outlook.com, that'd be awesome. We also have a Facebook page now, uh, which is just fishoutofwater colon carpe diem. So you can find me on Instagram, live.wigancarswell. Let's shout out to the fish that are expecting babies and the fish that had babies, and the fish that want babies. All, all the fish. Everyone gets a shout-out today. Today is all the shout-outs. This is gonna be weird without Steve. Carpe diem. Get it?